0: Thank you. Alright, alright, all
1: right. Welcome back to the Zade Story. My name is Joshua Story. I'm here with my amazing friend and co-host, Mr. Kevin Zade. Hello! You may have noticed that our intro music was a little bit different. Kevin, can you tell us why?
2: This past week, it was discovered that James Horner uh, died in a plane accident, a plane crash. He was the pilot. There was some controversy about whether he was on the plane or not, but he was the pilot And it is confirmed now that he did pass away this last week. And uh, just a little info about you. He is one of my all-time favorites. In fact, he is my second favorite composer of all time. He is famous for composing music from Braveheart, Glory, 48 Hours, Aliens. He did Avatar, Avatar. And he won two Oscars, one for best song and best soundtrack uh, or original score, is what they call it, uh, for the same movie, and you will know it when I say it, Titanic. He is the mastermind behind Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On and that whole soundtrack for which he won two Oscars. And although they did overplay that song on the radio it really is a beautiful song and he was just a wonderful wonderful composer if you know anything about me i think music has a lot to do with movies and i think if you switched music out you'd have different movies uh very much so you would understand the impact and so just a a a moment of gratitude for all the music that he created for us who love movies and so that was james horner and uh, he will be missed in the movie business
1: kevin has a really good point movies are not just a visual experience movies are all inclusive there's the auditory there's the visual there's the feeling of me jumping out of my seat and jumping into kevin's lap (laughs) there's a lot going on in movies and james horner will definitely be missed we appreciate everything he's done for the movies
2: absolutely he was credited as like over 156 compositions for films uh, if you look in imdb he ha- had his hand in a lot of things you would think of. Another great composer of our generation is John Williams, who is fantastic. He's probably my third favorite. He did compose the music for the latest movie, which we just saw, which brings us to episode seven, Jurassic Hosts. We saw Jurassic World, and I think it's now time for the rundown.
1: Woo! Let me tell you. <laughs> This movie was the fourth, if I am not mistaken, of the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park series. Uh, It's been a long time since we've seen the last Jurassic. This is a rough guess. 15 years?
2: 22 years to the day.
1: 22 years to the day. That's a very long time. And this movie, as the box office numbers will tell you, has come back with a vengeance. Mm. The American people, as well as the world, is loving this movie.
2: Absolutely, uh, twenty-two years to the day of release of the first one. I'm sorry, the last movie we saw came out in two thousand or two thousand one, I think. The third, Return to what was it? I don't even remember what it was hey, called. Yeah, it was the third one. I hey, don't it remember. sucked.
1: It was. <laughs> horrible. Uh, I was actually just reminiscing with Kevin right before we started the podcast. When I this is gonna date me for the listeners out there, <laughs> uh, I definitely in eighth grade played the theme song to Jurassic Park on the saxophone. By the way, I play saxophone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you should have seen the
1: face. <laughs> <laughs> when we get that video podcast, you guys uh, are gonna love that. I tell you yeah, what. I tell you what. That was good. What, that, that, was good, was
0: good. that was good.
2: So in Jurassic World. They have made things bigger and better. It is still on the same island, if I'm not mistaken. It is definitely on the same Rica. island. Yes. Uh, Ron Howard's daughter. I can't remember her name right now. It's not worth remembering. She is kind of the head scientist on this on this new island, and what they've done is they want to make it bigger, better. The kind of the the base base premise is. Dinosaurs don't wow people anymore. We need things bigger better. So they start genetically mutating genes and start creating dinosaurs that weren't around in real life. They're they're mutations of different dinosaurs. And as you can probably foresee, that's where stuff gets kind of messed up.
1: It kind of goes back to—and this is a theme in so many movies throughout all of the decades— uh, humans playing God. Mm. Basically, we create something that wasn't meant to be there. Uh, and by the way, again, we don't remember her name because it wasn't worth remembering. But Ron Howard's daughter was like the marketing expert. She was selling things, yes. selling like Nike was facilitating, you know, brought to you by Reebok, this dinosaur type stuff. You know, so it's, it's very commercialized. It's a, it's a new world Jurassic Park. They're in it for the money. Uh, it was... Kind of like an honestly like a fresh a fresh take on what I really think a Jurassic Park would be like in in today's times. Yeah, you know it's all about the money, really.
2: Yeah, that's yeah it's it's all about the money, and because these are real dinosaurs that are being created, we get introduced to a character early on uh, that's involved with the military because the military has to have a hand in everything like this, and uh, right from the beginning that seems like it's going to be a big plot that kind of dives off in the middle somewhere. You kind of forget that that's part of the movie. But the military has a hand in training raptors. Is her name? Ron Howard's daughter. She is trying to just make more money. The scientist is trying to create bigger, badder dinosaurs.
1: We've been talking about Ron Howard's daughter because we don't know her name in the movie nor do we know who she is because she's not worth mentioning. But you know who is (laughs) worth mentioning? My man, Chris Pratt.
3: Woo!
1: I tell you what, he (laughs) was great. The amazing savior of the movie. A little bit about this movie. There's a couple kids. I don't care about them. I want them to get eaten. I don't know if they did or didn't. Didn't pay attention to that part. I didn't want them in the movie. I know what happened. Chris Pratt, however, sold the movie for me. Uh, Last year, Guardians of the Galaxy, That was one of the only movies that was actually a winner for me in my book. I would have rated that 6 out of 6 beers. Holy cow, I rate Chris Pratt 6 out of 6 beers. Not the movie. (laughs) Chris Pratt.
2: Uh, Well, we'll get to our ratings a little bit later. Uh, Chris Pratt plays like kind of a maintenance
1: dinosaur trainer guy. Ex-military. Yeah. One of those guys... Yeah, you know, uh, but like those guys with the personality.
2: Yeah, like a, one of those guys you want to hang out with. Yeah, you know? a cool guy. <laughs> you know, he knows
1: how to like work on motorcycles, drinks beer, yeah. catches mosquitoes with his bare hand.
2: Yeah, trains dinosaurs.
1: I mean, who wouldn't want to hang Ooh, out yeah, with a guy that... I want
2: to hang out with that I guy. Wanna
1: hang, I want right. to learn how to train a dinosaur.
2: I just kind of want to hang out with Chris Pratt and ride motorcycles and drink beer.
1: <laughs> I would also like to ride a dinosaur. Uh, that looks pretty cool. If you had to pick between riding a dinosaur or riding a motorcycle...
2: I would have to pick motorcycle because dinosaurs aren't
1: real. Okay, I have a motorcycle. I'll give you a ride. <laughs> I've been I on would, your motorcycle. I, that's true. Actually, he has been on my motorcycle. I would pick a dinosaur <laughs> because they're not real. Well, they were real, but they're not real now. Right. So I would They go, are real. They're they're not tangible.
2: Right. You cannot ride okay. one today.
1: I want to, though.
2: Oh, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, as per the first and second and third The fourth movie follows suit and something goes wrong and the people on the island have to run away from the dinosaurs.
1: (laughs) You know, I saw the movie preview and obviously we know what's going to happen before you go see the movie. But just once I would actually like to watch Jurassic Park where like dinosaurs just chill out and, and like, you know, do normal dinosaur things and don't try to kill everybody. I'd be very fine just watching a great movie where dinosaurs are just... Cool and yeah. awesome, you know. And I think, don't try to like, eat me.
2: Land before time.
1: Oh, I love Land Before Time. <laughs> Not Land Before Time two. That was horrible. But Land Before Time one. And what did
2: you think about Land Before Time thirteen? I think that's I, actually I, a real number.
1: Is it like? Uh, I, I I I don't think I watched thirteen. I think I stopped at like
2: four,
1: two, oh, two, I, yeah,
2: two. <laughs> maybe two. two, two's probably. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, we could talk more about the plot of the movie, but
1: you know what the plot you is. You saw is. you saw the first movie, the second movie,
3: and the They're third movie. Making
2: bigger dinosaurs and bigger dinosaurs escape, which causes more action yep. and running and scary. That's pretty much it.
3: That's <laughs> that is
1: that's, pretty that's much it. it.
2: That's, that's it. it. That's yep. it. Um, okay, so Josh, tell me what was your favorite part about Jurassic
1: World? You guys already heard it, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt saved the whole movie. If I didn't have a little Chris Pratt in this movie, I maybe would have walked out. Um, it was the same movie, regurgitated, better special effects, same movie score, which was fantastic, mm-hmm. but it was really, it was the same movie. So Chris Pratt, gosh, I loved him to death, Love the personality. He got even bigger and buffer than he was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: I don't know if we said this already. I know we talked a little bit about this over dinner, but... He looks good.
1: He looks good. He
2: is ripped. He's
1: handsome. He's chiseled. He's not the parks and recreation, Chris Pratt, that we all grew up knowing. Yeah. He has definitely done a transition that I have not been able to pull off at the gym yet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't. I haven't started yet, but I'm. it's on my, on my list of to-do's. Well, that's because you already look oh, You already look you. like
1: Chris Pratt. You don't need to go to the gym like if the rest of us. If you lie
2: to them on this podcast when they get to the video podcast and see me sitting here, they're going to know you're a liar. Okay. <laughs>
1: Kevin called me out. I fibbed a little bit, but he is super sexy. <laughs> and he's got glasses. He looks thank like Clark Kent.
2: Thank you. <laughs> I don't have any hair. <laughs> You're setting these guys up for a big disappointment. <laughs> he looks like
1: a less hair, shaved head, Jason Statham.
2: Oh! Ooh. I'll take that one. All right, right. I'll, All day, every day. I'll, <laughs> I'll put that in my pocket and keep it. Uh, <laughs> do you want to say your least favorite part, or should I say my favorite part?
1: Oh, you go ahead and go.
2: Okay. Uh, my favorite part was not Chris Pratt. Although Chris Pratt was fine, I didn't I actually didn't think he added a lot to the movie. I, I thought he was kind of just eye candy. Mm. And that's a that's a problem with a lot of movies, is there's no depth to character, it's just eye candy, which he was delicious, eye candy.
1: Mm, that's a lot of chocolate right there. Yeah. That's a lot of white chocolate. White chocolate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I would have to say my favorite part was uh Nick from New Girl.
1: Oh. Loved him.
2: He was fantastic. What his name is uh I think his name is Jake Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was also one of our favorite movies last summer of
1: uh, Let's Be Cops. Let's Be Cops. Yeah, Let's be, it was a great movie. Yeah, fun. A lot fun. of fun. A fun yeah. movie. Not great, fun movie. just fun.
2: Uh, but he was really good in this kind of laid back, kind of a little subtle role. He was he brought a lot of Nick isms mm-hmm. to his role in this one, but his kind of throwback glasses and throwback character to the first one. The The real big guy in the first one with the glasses and Mm. the popcorn and the messy desk. Yep. That was kind of a cool throwback. It was. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot of throwbacks to the first one, which was fun. It was kind of like they didn't forget the first one, where they came from. And I thought Jake Johnson, or Nick as I like to call him, definitely was my favorite part of the film. I I thought during some of the parts he actually brought some pretty good acting chops to the screen.
1: Good acting, great humor. Uh... not going to spoil anything, but spoiler alert, he totally tries to go make out with a girl when it's a life or death situation, and she's like, oh, I got a boyfriend. (laughs) I'm sorry. In a life or death situation, you go ahead and you kiss him. For all the ladies out there, if you're in that situation, there's dinosaurs that are about ready to come at you. Awesome Nick comes up, and he's like, oh, I'm trying to kiss you. Give him a kiss. Give him a peck.
2: Just kiss him back a little bit. Just kiss him back.
1: It's not like you got to take it all the way. Right. Give him a little something. A are You know.
2: You know <laughs> Why you gotta just be like, uh, I'm about to get eaten by a dinosaur, but I still have a boyfriend. I, like, no. Come on. No,
1: you give him a you slap know, on right. the ass and say good game. And good. Smooch him. Smooch him. Good game. Way to hustle. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're right. about ready to hustle. There's dinosaurs that are about ready to yeah, eat us. You're gonna run. Yeah. You're
2: gonna need that extra pet. <laughs> uh, what is your least favorite part of this movie series?
1: Uh My least favorite movie was Ev- Everything else, non-Chris Pratt. Uh, There's a couple kids in the movie. I thought they were horrible. I really, honestly, I think I mentioned it earlier. I wanted them to get eaten. I I was really, actually, I thought it would have made the movie better if one of the kids would have gotten eaten. Specifically, the older of the two kids.
2: Yeah, he was a little pansy. Uh,
1: Ron Howard's daughter. Oh,
2: her name is Bryce Dallas Howard.
1: For all the moviegoers out there, Bryce Dallas Howard... Probably going to still call her Ron Howard's daughter. From here on out,
2: let's just continue calling her that because I don't remember that name again. I won't. I remember (laughs) it. Uh,
1: She should have gotten eaten. Uh, She was so pretentious. and So stuck up. Uh, As the movie progressed, she ended up taking off more and more layers of clothes. (laughs) (laughs) She got a little bit better as that happened. But really, she she still could have gotten eaten and I would have been just fine with that. Uh, So yeah.
2: Now, I would have to... With that comment, I'd have to say that that was probably the character that was written, and in that aspect, I think she did a fine job in that role. She was just a terrible role; like yeah. it just was not in. Uh, she was not a great protagonist. It wasn't. She wasn't somebody you wanted to root for. I think maybe it might have been written that way, but when it's written that way, and she does a good job, it's hard to care about her or root for her. So I would agree with you there. Like mm. she might have been doing a great job acting. But it's just the way it worked out. It just didn't matter.
1: One more thing that I really disliked about the movie was that it was the same movie. Really, it was the same movie. as One was great and fantastic. And it was nostalgic for me. And Kevin's going to chime in. Because actually, Kevin watched the original Jurassic Park for the first time the day before we went and watched Jurassic World. But for me, it was nostalgic. It was a great movie growing up like I remember it again I played it in band it was fantastic but it was the same movie uh, new new characters it was the same movie dinosaur escapes dinosaur eats dinosaur kills get dinosaur that's pretty much it
2: it's true and that brings me to my least favorite part of this movie and that was even though the Even though the dinosaurs were bigger and, quote-unquote, badder, more ferocious, this story just didn't generate any suspense to me. Now, because I did not see Jurassic Park as a child, I have no nostalgic attachment to it. And when I saw it for the first time, it did not scare me. I'm an adult. The dinosaurs did did, not—I was not scared. I did not, you know— feel any fear but i did feel suspense i
1: translation kevin's a man
0: <laughs> a man's man a
2: man's yeah. man <laughs> but it, it's the truth i did not feel well it is the truth about me being a man's man but man's no. man <laughs> it is a truth it is the truth that uh the first jurassic park generated genuine suspense and Although there wasn't any fear on this level because I wasn't a kid and I had hold held no uh, real love for this movie in my in my heart from childhood, the the movie generates suspense and the practical effects in the first movie and the special effects that were kind of you know taking it to the next level that Star Wars took it to. This is like again just keep progressing in effects. They looked fantastic. They looked great uh, for their time, and actually, since I didn't see it back in the '90s, I I thought they held up pretty well even to this day. Yeah, it's you know some of the animatronics are a little bit cheesy or whatever, but still, the story was good. They didn't dive into these petty plot points. They told a good story. They made the characters you want to care about. Uh, in danger they generate suspense it was fantastic this movie did none of that for me i didn't like you're saying i didn't care about any of the characters uh the kids mom and dad might be going through a divorce which never gets addressed except in one scene and it's like they threw that in to kind of pull on a heartstring but because it wasn't there from the beginning when that finally drops on you you're like oh okay it doesn't really matter who cares? I'm not who cares. That's very sad. But like it doesn't matter to the story, therefore it doesn't matter to me in watching the story. The dinosaurs were so big and so incredible that it almost took away kind of the fear. Like I, I really wasn't scared for any of these characters. The dinosaurs were pretty awesome looking, but it's just it's almost a Mad Max thing where this the, the lack of character development really just took the whole thing out of perspective for me. But my least favorite part of Jurassic World is Chris Pratt and Ron Howard's daughters makeshift, thrown-together-at-the-end romance throughout four-fifths of this movie. They can't stand each other. They hate each other. They hate each other. They have some sort of history... They kind of wink at, at the very beginning.
1: They went on one date. They,
2: yeah, they went on one date, they say that, but it didn't go well. They clearly can't stand each other. They're just forced to be with each other in this specific situation because Chris Pratt is a badass and needs to save her niece and, or her her nephews, that's who these kids are, to Bryce Dallas Howard, Ron Howard's daughter. Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, but at the end, they try and twist, tie this romance between the two of them. There's a kissing scene, and I was just about done at that point. I couldn't believe that they tried to make that a believable thing.
1: In that scenario, let's be honest, if I was almost eaten a hundred times by dinosaurs, uh, and there was, I mean, she's attractive. She's an attractive lady. Of course. She's an attractive lady. Of course. Uh, if I was almost eaten a hundred times I would definitely maybe reach out and try to have some sex because I'm dying but after I know I'm safe there's no way so like if, if, if it maybe would have happened well, I, even, previous I'm if not, it would have happened when they were like in the building and you know like oh we're about ready to die let's get it on and then all of a sudden some Martin Gay came on and, let's get it on <laughs> yes you
3: been
2: to
1: me (laughs) i would sign up for that but at the end of the movie there's there's no reason to i mean you obviously bonded a little bit but no No. and you're
2: saying what if because none of that happened in the movie it was just at the end they were like what should we do like maybe go on a second date maybe stick together like it's just so like oh we're supposed to root for them because they even if that was the truth of a real situation it was completely unnecessary in the movie, and that was my least favorite part. It is thrown together to try and make, trying to try to appeal to some demographic of audience, whether it be ladies, whether it be preteen girls. I don't know. It was definitely <laughs> it, was,
1: it, was, it was it was very formulaic.
2: Formulaic and and unnecessarily forced. There,
1: I guess maybe if I was to rethink my least favorite part of the movie, nobody died that should have died i guess would be a good way to say like in game of thrones the people you actually care about die first off there was nobody i cared about but i wanted the main characters to die they all spoiler alert uh we're not going to go there but the people didn't (laughs) people should have died let's be honest so uh
2: yeah and not only that even in the first jurassic park if you haven't seen the first Jurassic Park and you're listening to this review, shame on you. Not shame on you for not lis- not watching the first Jurassic Park, but shame on you for listening to this review without seeing the first movie.
1: And that being said, you might want to fast forward for like a good a minute. 120 just,
3: seconds. Yeah, just
2: one minute. Because yeah. I'm going to say, pretty much everybody dies in the first movie. People but you care about. Samuel Jackson, the lawyer, the big The big guy. Yeah. And... One more or two more? But these are characters in the movie. Like, these are people, whether they're villains or not, these are people that you get to know in the movie. And that's why I think the suspense is generated in the first one. Because you're like, oh, I actually knew that guy. He was part of the crew and And he's dead. Like, that means that Sam Neill could be next. That would suck if it was, but uh, he could be next, or uh, the girl, the, the
1: lady. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and go off on a side tangent, because you said Samuel L. Jackson. Do you ever notice that Sam L. Jackson lives in every action movie that he's in, but dies in every movie that involves some sort of genetically modified animal? Like like Jurassic Park, he dies in Jurassic Park. That the, the blue shark movie. A horrible shark movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I'm eaten by a shark. That was just Dave Chappelle throwback right there. I don't right, know if you guys right. get it. Uh, but he lives in every movie.
2: This is the way I talk. This is the way I talk. Mm-mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love Chappelle. Um, but yeah, like if, if animals are involved, he dies. If bullets are involved, he lives. Just throwing that out there. Throw it out there for the. We get tons of emails about how how incorrect we are. Inaccurate. <laughs> and by the way, we are very inaccurate. And that is spot on and true. Um, we're just the, talking. Yeah, we're just chilling. By the way... Uh,
2: Snake's on a plane. He doesn't die.
1: Spoiler Ooh, alert. Oh, that's true.
2: I don't know if they're genetically modified. But if if we're sticking to genetically modified, it might be very slim. Very, I think there's movies. might be
1: those only two movies. <laughs> yeah, maybe but, more, more. but Snake's on a Plane, by the way was a horribly awesome movie. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys are aware, but they actually put in that cool. line. Can I say it, Kevin? Or are you going to bleep it?
2: I'm going to bleep it, but go ahead and
1: say it. All right. Get these mo- Millennium Falcon! Thanks off my mo- Millennium Falcon! Plane! They wrote that specifically for Samuel L. Jackson because of the blogosphere. Everybody was blowing up about it so much, they actually wrote that in. Because online, they kept saying that. I love that part. Uh, that, that part made the movie for me. By the way, I'm scared of snakes. Definitely scared of snakes. I actually uh, I went I went to the movie with my friend, Mr. Ryan. One of the few movies I didn't see with, with Kevin. And I jumped in his lap twice. True story.
2: I think the point of this whole conversation, our whole show so far, is if you go see a movie with Josh wear like a pillow on your lap because he would jump in it
1: (laughs) i may i may jump in your lap hopefully you're a
2: hot girl i am not but you still jumped in mine Mm. Mm. well that brings us into a brand new segment which we were very excited to do and thank you so much for everybody's cooperation the new segment is at the theater with the Zade Story. Where we hear your guys's reviews as we're walking out of the theater. We are taking fresh thoughts on the movies. What'd you think? What'd you like? And uh, and it's different because we're coming right off of the movie. Right off of the experience. And uh, Josh and I, when we do these podcasts, it's you know, a day or two later. We have time to sit and think about this. But uh, it was fun to hear right off the press. So uh, let's hear what you guys thought. What did you guys think about Jurassic World? Say your name. Tracy. Tracy? Yeah. All right, what did you think of Jurassic World?
4: It was fun. It was cheesy, but it was fun. Great. Do
2: you have anything to add? Uh, I felt like when I watched Alien and the Aliens, this was like that.
1: Oh, so it's aliens. What? It is, this is
2: aliens. There's this more. Is there's more. There's more, <laughs> there's more aliens. There's more guns. They even had little heart heart rate monitors, and when they died, they were like, Pink! "Yes, that was I, a good cut." Totally, like, this reminds me of aliens. The whole that time. That was awesome, bud. <laughs> yeah, I like it. What was your name? Brian, Brian and Tracy. Yes. Awesome.
4: Well, thank you. Say your name. Sharissa Viser
2: and John Viser. Okay. What did you guys think of the movie? <laughs>
4: Fantastic. It was fantastic. It was awesome. Everyone said it was going to be lame. and I was overly impressed. I it. Yeah, we I got friends
2: it. that said it was going to be, like, it was too unrealistic. Come on, people. It's Jurassic World. Like,
4: <laughs> that's a good point. So like, unrealistic. Oh, guys <laughs> <dinosaurs laughs> totally fake.
2: Well, that's true. So what did you think compared to the first one? It's been
1: a while since I've seen it, but it was, it's up there, though. It was, it yeah? was really good. I mean, yeah. the
4: first one was the, the best, but I mean, this one was definitely my second favorite. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a great night.
2: Yeah. Did you guys watch it too? Yeah, to we, we were to there, there too. Yeah. I yeah. Doesn't work oh, I don't know how to Okay. Yeah. I think I'm right with you guys. I think it's my second favorite. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're
1: already. We're oh, already. All right. This is going to be good. Going. We
2: uh we argued pretty hard about yeah. Mad Men. Oh. We so have not seen it. Oh, that was good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. let's okay. first, start with your names. Okay.
4: Uh, I'm Jean Luc, and this is my wife, Elaine.
2: Okay.
3: Great. And, uh,
4: we're not the purists who think this is garbage. We think that I'm glad that they actually made a new Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's like been ten years, I think it was actually really good. I liked it, but I think Chris Pratt is like the best. Like, if he wasn't in the movie, I wouldn't have liked it so much. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. um... I gotta tell a funny story. I was at work, and one of my coworkers didn't even want to come see this because he said it's probably not with real dinosaurs. And I told him if you find me a real dinosaur, <laughs> I'm sure they would pay you a lot of money to put it in the movie. No kidding. Oh yeah. Um, I I really like the overall whole movie of it. I think it's better than the first one, especially because like uh, if you're on the fence about this movie, thinking it's all just gonna be CG and everything. They had a lot of practical effects, again. They had, like, a lot of the actual animatronic dinosaurs, which I thought was really cool. Just, like, sure. a nod to the original. Uh, there's a lot of fan service in there, but it's not overbearing. So, Agreed. Like, it was it was well-placed. I thought it was really well done. I'd, like, remember the original movie, but don't worry. This is still a different chapter. We're not going to just fan service it over and over again. Right. So, I liked Indominus Rex. All right, so. I was nervous when I first heard it. Like, they're making <laughs> up a dinosaur... But like, genetic. I know. I know. I'm like, are we getting into like Alien versus Predator kind right, of right, story right. for this movie? <laughs> i know. Like, oh, okay, this is good. It's still a dinosaur. It's just uh, too big to handle kind of dinosaur. Yeah.
1: So, awesome. Then not go overboard with it. So. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed capturing everybody's thoughts as we left the theater. Uh, it's kind of a new fresh take. Tell us what you guys think. Was that fun for you? Or do you... Just want to hear Kevin and I talk about movies. <laughs> I'm sure it's pretty amazing to hear us talk, but it's nice to hear some other feedback it as well. It was fun.
2: It was really fun to do. So, it, thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank, no, thank not, them. No, not
2: you. Thank them. Thank,
1: thank them. You. You. The listener. Who are listening currently. <laughs> and maybe. But thank you, too. No, thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's bring us into those rating systems we got to rate this movie. We have mixed feelings about the movie. As I stated already, Chris Pratt's six beers out of six beers. But we're not (laughs) rating Chris Pratt. We're rating the movie itself. Kevin?
2: No, I want you to go first.
1: Three beers. Three beers. Will I watch this movie again? Maybe. If it's on TV or, you know, it's on HBO... I'll flip to it and maybe like you know do dishes or cook while I watch it. By the way, I know how to cook. It's true. It took me a little bit, but I learned how to. Uh, three beers. Three beers. I had no emotional investment in the character. Even Chris Pratt, really, honestly, I didn't have any emotional investment in him. Uh, he, as well as we're calling him Nick.
2: Yeah, Jake Johnson.
1: Jake Johnson. Uh, he, as well as Jake Johnson, <laughs> were the two comedic. It wasn't over the top. It was spot on. The only thing that kept me invested in the movie, I drink three beers.
2: We'll go ahead and learn the male actor's name, but keep talking about Ron Howard's daughters. Ron Howard's daughters. Apparently,
1: we're sexist. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, I think. that is. That is. Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard should have died in the movie. <laughs>
3: I don't
2: know if that makes it better or worse you did learn his name i'm counting that as a step in the right
1: direction baby steps (laughs) baby steps
2: oh man i'm so torn on this movie uh i'm gonna go with a two a two beers out of six this is the lowest rating i've ever given a movie Uh, now granted we've just started the beer rating thing but uh i i wouldn't watch this again if if somebody paid for my ticket or wanted me to come over for a Jurassic Park movie night, like, yeah, I would go, And but I'd go for the people, not for the movie. There, There's really nothing holding me to watch this movie again. If I wanted to watch a dinosaur movie again, a second time, I would watch Jurassic Park. I would watch Jurassic Park 100 more times in a row before I picked this movie again. So maybe I should rate it a 1 beer. But uh the, the, you know what? I just did that. I'm going with a 1 beer. 1 beer. That's I feel bad because I love movies so much. I hate giving out a 1 beer rating. But I have to. Well, That's Kevin, where my
1: gut went. We got a lot well I specifically got a lot of flack and by the way we appreciate that continue yes continue to comment continue to email josh
2: needs to learn how mad max is not a one
1: uh that is a lie <laughs> perhaps you guys should re-watch mad max and realize what a horrible <laughs> movie it was
2: but that that being said please comment and educate me on why jurassic world is not a one
1: And continue to comment and educate me on why I should rewatch Mad Max and give it another (laughs) shot. It's probably not going to happen, but if enough of you uh, email and give us calls, I'll give it a shot. Absolutely. Uh, By the way, great comments about the last episode.
2: Thank you, Mike P. You sound very educated. Like, you know what you're talking about. If you want to come on our podcast, (laughs) you are welcome
1: to. Exceedingly, honestly, like, you sound exceedingly educated when it comes to movies. Uh, you are definitely a cinephile we'd love to have you as a guest spot on the show uh, give us a contact, let us know what's going on don't know if you're local or you're not local but uh, we can set something up we over can Skype. arrange
2: a Skype yeah, something. We, could,
1: we could definitely set something up over Skype So. Uh,
2: uh, and uh, Kenny P thank you always At your continued commenting is, is fun for us to know that we've got people who are listening to us regularly so Just keep commenting, keep emailing. We're going to get to some emails later.
1: Actually, you want to
2: do the emails now? We
1: might as well just get to some emails.
2: Let's do some emails. So, okay, Josh. uh, Like Mike P., our listeners are much smarter than you and I. Mm. Listen to this email from Kelsey in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, I wonder if she knows Doug from
1: Tempe, I hope so. I
2: hope so. Hey,
1: you guys get in touch with each other. Yeah. You sound like you're both pretty smart. Maybe you should, like, you know, go on a date.
2: (laughs) Hey, guys. Love the show. I liked the episode on Mad Max. In particular, I loved the word Kevin used to describe it. Immersive. Well, you're welcome. Uh, However, I am wondering what you guys thought about the deeper and more serious themes of the film that the creators of this movie may have wanted to portray, such as poverty, natural resources women's rights and playing an electric guitar on top of a moving vehicle (laughs) what did you guys take away from the movie on these types of issues if any
1: should we answer uh yeah of course that's why what's the first what's the first question
2: uh the first question is what did you think about the deeper serious themes of the film that they may have wanted to do
1: such as poverty natural resources and women's rights poverty i thought personally and this is Again, I'm going to get a lot of hate emails about this. You're going to get a lot of heat. I'm going to get a lot of heat. But it made no sense to have that many people. Personally, I would have let them die off. If I'm in control of a water source and my food sources, there's no point to have those people around. They weren't contributing. They weren't doing anything. I would have I would have let them die off. That's, that's not really what you guys want to hear. But if I'm in a post-apocalyptic world and people aren't contributing to my society and I am in control of... Electricity, cars, gasoline, water, and I'm just pouring water on people randomly.
2: <laughs> that was, it
1: was so bad. It was so bad. There's no point to keep them around.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's completely fair. Uh, it was. It's such an interesting world because clearly, Immortan Joe had some sort of power and some sort of that made people want to follow him. And so if I'm thinking about the poverty, the poverty might not just have been the people on the ground, but maybe even just his white faced soldiers, his, Mm. they were clearly living in some sort of depravity with whether or not it was the peasant of below, they were clearly starving for blood. They needed blood transfusions. They, that type of poverty was rampant in the whole, in the whole film. Um, however you know kelsey if you haven't read mike P's comments read mike P's. he's got a lot to say on mad max you guys could get in a conversation but for me the the movie's about character and the only character they really get to know at all at all is mate well none of them that was such a big lacking part so it was hard to feel the poverty really come through because we didn't get to see anybody really living in it. We were on the road the whole time. And so um, if George Miller had something more to say about poverty, I would have loved to have seen something a lot slower, like the first season of Walking Dead in this post-apocalyptic. Even the first Mad Max had more character, you know, his wife and kids living in a desolate post-apocalyptic world. Uh, so that, that was tough for me to even grab anything besides The Chase, which is what the movie seemed to be. Women's rights. I heard so much about this movie being a feminist movie. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Uh, I, I felt terrible about the women, the, the breeders, as Morton Joe called them. The, the six or five beautiful women that he obviously is breeding with. I felt terrible about them and but because of the lack of
1: context,
2: the lack of context or the lack of anything even happening in this movie, I didn't I don't know what the what the author was trying to say. I, I just that's those questions are great and it's great that we have people watching movies that think like you, but I I didn't get any of it. Any of it. However, Playing an electric guitar on top of a moving vehicle,
1: that was pretty sweet. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really cheesy, but and awesome and awesome. They call that cheesy awesome. Cheese awesome. Cheez- os- cheez- cha- os- os- cheese che- cheez- cheese- um. sauce. Cheese 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 sauce. Cheese some cheese some cheesy saucy sums.
2: Anyways, uh, thank you so much for the email. We've got another one here from Teresa in Silverton. This is going back of ways, but uh, first-time emailer. We're gonna read off the email. Hey guys, listened, enjoyed your review of the Avengers movie. The Silverton Public Library's adult summer reading log has a superhero theme, and one of the options besides reading books is to see a superhero movie. So now I'll be ready to watch the Avengers, knowing what to look for. And she also put a P.S. in here saying that she's hello to Elvis. I saw him in concert when I was in junior high. Mm. Teresa in Silverton, Oregon. Well, thanks for writing in. We hope you love the Avengers and get those reading points.
1: <laughs> I really wanna know, Teresa, if you touched Elvis when you saw him in junior high. Funny story about my mom, she touched Elvis's hand and told me she did not wash her hand for two weeks after that.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: I don't know how... I'm guessing she didn't wash her other hand either because it's kind of hard. It's hard, hard to, to wash one it's hand. It's hard to wash one hand. But she definitely did not wash her the hand that touched Elvis for two weeks.
2: Yeah. And she didn't even try to sell it or nothing.
1: No. I would have <laughs> chopped that hand off and sold it on the black market. Uh,
2: Kelsey, Teresa, thank you for your emails. Uh, that's all we're going to have time to today. We appreciate the rest of the emails and comments again The website, thezadestory.com. That's S-T-O-R-E-Y. For those who have just joined us on iTunes or Stitcher.
0: Give
1: us a call. 971-209-2717. Leave us those voicemails. Let us know how we're doing so we can take care of you.
2: And now I am very excited to bring to The Zaid Story an exclusive interview we landed here with the one and only Rocky Balboa, John Rambo, the one and only Barney Ross, Sylvester Stallone. Thank you so much for being here.
0: No, I really wanted. To, thanks for having me. Uh,
2: so I first question: Were you offered a role in Jurassic Park?
0: Well, let me tell you, I was really good. And I really, it was really um, Kevin.
2: S- since you said, yeah, uh, do you wish you'd been in Jurassic Park?
0: Well, I was going when I been in right Jurassic Park. It was a good time, you know, you know, you know was in Jason Statham.
2: Um, okay, uh, yeah, no, I, I hear that. Uh, if you had been in Jurassic Park, how would you have survived the dinosaur resurgence?
0: Well, you know, i like, oh, my God, and, you know, and it would be really good. And I'd be like, ba-boo. And I'd be like, uh-oh. <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. Um, do you have a way to improve the roles in future Jurassic Park movies?
0: Well, let me tell you, there's dinosaurs, all right? And then you got got big ones, you got, one, you got little one. But what we really need is you need some more ba You know? You know I me? Mean? You, know, mm-hmm. you, know, you gotta get yeah. some, oh, okay. Uh, and then you you get and you get the, the bow.
2: Um, boy, let's see. Um, what is your favorite dinosaur?
0: Well, I don't even know what a dinosaur is. <laughs> I'll be honest with you.
3: Okay.
0: Uh right. what do, what are you asking me? Wait, uh, would you please ask me?
2: Like the Tyrannosaurus Rex, the Triceratops. Raptor, Brachiosaurus
0: I, I I had a music career while I could not be a rapper.
2: <laughs> okay. One more question. Uh Rainbow five or Expendables four, are they happening?
0: You know, I like to tell you that doesn't happening happen, but it really depends on, you know, like Adrian, you know, you gotta get everything together, you know, but but it was <clears throat> I really I really, you know.
2: Wow. Thank you so much. I'm afraid that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today, and uh, we wish you the best of luck.
0: All right, you. Okay. <laughs> oh,
1: my God, Kevin. Thank you so much for having that interview. I don't know how you were able to snagger snaggle Sylvester Sloan. That was... Incredible. I,
2: you know, I was honored to do it. He's one of my faves. Uh, I was happy to interview Sylvester. Uh, I, I got a lot out of it. I don't know what you guys got out of it, but. Uh,
1: I downloaded an app so I could understand him.
2: Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs>
1: the, the Sylvester Stallone translation app. Yeah. Uh, if Google can Translate.
2: Google Translator. Is that what Goog- you use? I
1: use Google Translate, yeah.
2: Excellent. <laughs> Because you needed it. I didn't, I, I didn't, well, I didn't
1: catch he, word. You are better at listening to people talk. And you watch more movies than I do.
2: And, you know, he's got a lot of body behind his language.
1: He's, I'm sure. I'm sure. He's got a lot <laughs> it's, of body. He's
2: very tower. He is very intimidating, impressive. It's
1: great. It's great.
2: Well, I think that wraps us up for... Uh, Jurassic Hosts, do you have anything else to say?
1: I just want to say thanks a lot for everybody that continuously listens and all of our new listeners out there. Appreciate it. Give us the feedback. Give us the comments. Give us those reviews on iTunes.
2: I'd say that uh, our Facebook page is another week or two out to being complete. Uh, We're excited to be on Facebook with you guys. We're excited to hear your comments there as well as the website and on iTunes. Um... We're gonna go ahead and play out with one of James, Hor- with the Oscar song of James Horner. Uh, we're gonna listen to Celine Dion, uh, sing her heart out, and uh, just know that our thoughts are with your family, James Horner. Uh, I know that I will miss you, and the Avatar series three and four will also miss you. I'm not sure that was quite done filming yet. Uh, but, yeah, my name is Kevin Zaid. I'm one of the hosts here at the
1: Zaid Story. Thanks for listening. I'm Joshua Story. I'm the other host. Blessed to be with my friend Kevin. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate you guys listening. We look forward to coming at you next time. We haven't figured out what movie we're going to watch. Give us those emails, give us those phone calls. Let us know what you think we should review. And remember, it. oh, all right. And remember, it's not the Zaid. it's not the story it's, it's the, the zade story Zay. In 2000, yeah. John Shaft. Nephew of the original Shaft. That's what they did in the movie.
2: Is that what it was? That's what it was. Yeah. I love Shaft.
1: Uh, the original one?
2: I don't think I've seen the original oh, no. one. I like Shaft a lot. Uh, I apologize.
0: Nobody understands him like All right, a so woman. he was.
1: Shaft. John Shaft. <laughs> Ooh, Watch your mouth.
3: Shaft. (laughs) Shaft. (laughs) Shaft. (laughs) This is where the video should be.